Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 133, Thanatopia part 5, I Assist Others on the Path. I present the fourth of six skills described in Thanatopia, conscious aging and a good death. How to really be there and still keep a healthy boundary when caring for aging or dying parents, partners, relatives, and friends. Every once in a while, I think about the Nazca lines in Peru, a group of geoglyphs etched into desert sands, over 300 figures covering an area of nearly 1,000 square kilometers. They are believed to have been created around 500 BC. We all have our own version of what it means to live large or think big. For some, it's about an abundance of lavish luxuries. For others, it's making a significant impact on the problems that humanity faces. In either case, the implication is that I use my time and energy to be productive in the world, to find greatness in some form, to embrace a philosophy of going for it. So many voices have conspired to keep my dreams small. And especially with aging, it's easy to negatively compare my progress with others, to lose self-confidence that a longing can be realized, to give in to despair and resignation. Yet wisdom rises above the fray to remind me that there is still time to go deeper, to rise above the challenges, to break old patterns that hold me back. The sagacity of life experience speaks of consistent persistence and lifelong learning as the foundation of the path of mastery. Aging can bring a laser-like focus heretofore absent that increases my chances of manifesting a heart's desire. Conscious aging asked me to keep drawing images too large for me to finish. After a lifetime of effort, many seniors are blessed with the gifts of good health, sufficient resources, and an abundance of free time. Horizons expand and new ideas and perspectives on how to live a good life multiply. Newborns and old folks have in common a tenderness born of vulnerability. I feel sweetly connected to other humans who are also entering their golden years and have survived and overcome many obstacles, as I have. If one has managed to not fall down the criminal justice, health care, or financial debt rabbit holes, they may feel quite liberated, exhilarated, and capitulated into unexpected delight. The stars seem brighter, past errors have found their rightful place in my big book of lessons, and despite the world's unrest, I often find fulfillment and contentment to be regular, amiable companions. There are more moments when the puzzle of life seems to finally fit together in a satisfying whole. Perfection is no longer desired or sought after. Rather, I drop into sweet surrender, adjust and adapt, knowing that all is well. I may suffer again and I will surely die, but right here, right now, the beauty and bounty of the world around and within me seems to finally be enough. Freedom means I can live large in each moment of goodness I experience today. Many of us are raised to be people pleasers. I've often had poor boundaries in terms of what I conceal or reveal and was confused about my yes, no, or maybe. Some of us never learn that no can be a complete sentence. Conditioned to ignore or repress my true feelings, I can feel lost in the realm of senior citizen, weighed down by the query of whose life is this anyway? Yearning for outside validation, I feel guilt or anxiety when I say no or sometimes resentment if I say yes. Healthy boundaries 
ultimately are about respect for myself and the other. They are flexible, and there is also a sense of spaciousness, of freedom to be, when expectations and agreements are clear. Often it takes a significant illness or loss to shake me out of my codependent belief that attending to my own needs is somehow selfish. Perhaps it's time to be more assertive while still being kind. I start with small things, respond confidently, and not apologize or spout a litany of excuses when I decline to help someone else. I celebrate my successes in being authentic about my feelings and my boundary setting. My job in life is not to make everyone else happy at my own expense. I am entitled to my time, and I need to rest and rejuvenate to be there for people I do choose to help out. Saying no is an opportunity to spend my time, energy, and attention doing what I value in life. A Persian proverb proclaims, Every man goes down to his death bearing in his hands only that which he has given away. How I define a successful life continues to evolve as I do, and aging certainly intensifies the examination of the purpose and meaning of my life. Inheritance brings to mind financial prowess and physical assets. Yet an important chapter in the book of my legacy contains not only the larger contributions to society through my work, but those small acts of giving throughout my lifetime. The kindness I have shown through donations to charities, homeless people on the street, and local initiatives through Elks, Rotary, Lions, or Kiwanis Community Service Clubs. And I must include in any accounting the priceless acts of service bringing food to a sick neighbor, helping a teen to a troubled time, offering emotional support to a friend when they most needed it. All the time, energy, and resources I provided in doing the best I could raising my children must also be acknowledged. When I actually take inventory of all the giving moments in my life, I feel deeply grateful, for I know that in the giving there is always receiving. What better praise might there be at my memorial than for many to stand up and share how I was there for them or made a positive difference in their lives? Conscious aging asks that I continue to build upon this legacy of giving for as long as I am able. How many aged are there within my own family, neighborhoods, or community of friends who are lonely or ill and could use a helping hand? The great poet Rabindranath Tagore offers this to contemplate. I slept and dreamt that life was joy. I awoke and saw that life was service. I acted and behold, service was joy. You can't cross the sea merely by standing and staring at the water. Every day there's suffering all around. Even if one mostly ignores the media, too much negativity fills the airwaves of radio, print, internet, or television news, the distress of others is palpable. What is the current nature of my service work? What I do simply for the inherent rewards of just giving. Sometimes just being a ray of emotional sunshine can uplift and benefit others. Calling forth dormant inner resources, the impact of my actions may be felt by millions or by only a single human. For some, the sense of service is not something to be done with one's spare time, but rather represents the very purpose of life. In many ways, service is always about self-service, for it offers the self-realization necessary for my own development. I can increase my yes and be of service to someone today, even in a small way. 
As I age, I appreciate even more those who dedicate their lives to healthcare professions. From the lab tech who takes my blood to the one who analyzes it, the nurse taking my vitals to the provider who examines me and offers treatment, all those who make x-rays work and rehabilitation successful, the complex web of caring is enormous. The particular skills of many and their singular contributions to my well-being are often invaluable. I could create an entire alphabet of people on the team acupuncturists, blood donors, chiropractors, drug researchers, energy medicine practitioners, gerontologists, herbalists, and more. There's a word in Italian, amarezza, which signifies bitterness, acerbity, sadness, troubles, and sorrows all mixed together in one brew of a concept. Some fellow travelers drink of it daily, almost to remind themselves that life is unfair, that the bad only gets worse, and there is little that can be done to alter the harsh reality. Unpleasant to be around, their pessimistic impotence is disheartening, their repetitive rants against all that is wrong with the world ridiculously boring, and their self-destructive state of being stuck makes sustaining compassion laborious. Beyond their limitations or personal incompetence, these folks are just difficult. The basic truth that if one is having the same conversations over and over, one is having the wrong conversations, seems lost in their blindsided haze. Patience, deep breaths, and the realization that what I most dislike in others reflects something I don't fully accept in myself can keep me engaged. My service to them may to be just present and listen as they catalog their aging complaints and ills. While keeping healthy boundaries... I honor what difficult people can teach me. In the remaining text of this chapter, <clears throat> we explore more closely what it's like to be there for aging and dying parents, relatives, friends, and intimate partners. If you'd like the full text to create comments for, please just email me and let me know. Thanks as always for listening. And remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.